Welcome to another edition of the PSD Cast. I'm your host, Jason Lumberg, and in this episode, we're talking about one of everybody's favorite topics, wireless power. With us today is Dr. Charles Green of PowerCast, and uh, they've been producing RF-based wireless charging solutions for industrial and commercial devices since 2010, but they've recently developed what I think could be a revolutionary new consumer wireless charger, and we're really excited about that. Um, because for a while, wireless charging has been one of the holy grails of our industry, the efficient transfer of long-range RF power. And we've come close. Uh, uh, devices like the PowerMat have won accolades at CES and, and got some attention, but we're not quite there yet, not, not for consumers anyway, because I, I think at the end of the day, inductive wireless charging isn't radically different from wired charging. But um, we're, we're going to get there. So. First off, uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Green. And um, can you give a brief overview of wireless charging in the consumer landscape? Sure. Uh, first off, thanks for having me. PowerCast has been uh, providing solutions for 14 years, and we appreciate the opportunity to talk more about our technology and some of our new products. Uh, so to answer sure. your question, um, you had mentioned PowerMath. There's also Qi that's available uh, currently in the consumer market. Both of those solutions are um, uh, range-limited devices um, that can recharge uh, different types of applications, but um, we see long-range wireless power on the very near horizon, and uh, PowerCast as a company has been successful in long-range wireless power in the industrial and, and commercial markets, and we're transitioning now into the commercial market, and that started with our exhibition at CES this year. Right. Now, this, this probably goes without saying. You've sort of mentioned it already, but what are the main limitations of the leading consumer wireless charging solutions? It really is distance. Um, most of the applications that you see uh, that have been deployed are, are almost intimate contact type uh, applications where you need to set a phone on a charging mat or a device on a charging mat, and if you, you move it left or right or up and down too far, um, which can be very um, very specific as to where it needs to be placed, um, it will no longer charge, or if you p move it away slightly, it will no longer charge. And, and that's really what's, what's limiting, um, limiting those applications today is, is distance and the ability to get off that pad. Right. So before we discuss um, PowerCast solution, which is the PowerSpot, um, and can you define RF wireless charging, um, how it differs from uh, inductive wireless charging? Sure, sure. So inductive wireless charging relies on coils, a transmitting coil and a receiving coil to transfer energy. And because it's a coil-based system and a, and a relatively low-frequency-based system, um, you, you have to have near physical contact uh, between those two devices to be able to transfer uh, the wireless power um, across from coil to coil. Where with our technology, we use RF energy, and RF energy uses antennas rather than coils. And what that allows you to do is uh, not only send power uh, across short gaps, but we can also send power over distance. So instead of measuring in millimeters, we're measuring in meters um, of distance. And um, with inductive, typically you're getting um, very, very short range, but higher power transfers. With RF, um, typically you're getting a little bit lower energy, um, but you're getting it over distance, which adds great convenience uh, and allows your devices to move off of the charging pad. Right. So 
um, getting into both solutions. So how, do, how does inductive wireless charging and RF wireless charging uh, stack up in terms of theoretical efficiency? Yeah, so um, when you talk about efficiency, I always like to look at the wire first um, because obviously when you plug something in, you're going to get uh, the maximum amount of, of uh, transfer of energy, but there's still right. fundamental losses in the system due to just conduction losses through the wire, but you also have a lot of uh, new things coming out like USB type CPD, which has a converter in it that's, that's changing the voltages based on what the device requests for power. So that converter has losses also. Um, so even with the wire, you still have, uh, it's not 100% efficient because people always will say, oh, well, wire is 100% efficient, but it's really not. Um, if you look at inductive type solutions, what inductive has to do is they have to take DC, turn it into AC to drive a coil, then transfer from coil to coil, and then take the AC out of the received coil and convert it back to DC. So each one of those steps has loss uh, and adds uh, an overall, uh, reduces the overall throughput of the system. Um, the same is true for RF, where we have to take DC, convert it into RF, provide it to an antenna, then it transfers to the other antenna, and then we need to take that AC, which is RF at this point, and very efficiently convert that back to DC to be able to charge the battery or run the device. Um, in terms of comparing them on actual numbers, um, inductive can be, can be much higher than RF, but um, it depends on distance because if you're close with RF, you can have very high transfer efficiencies and um, then you can be comparable. Uh, but as you start to move away, efficiency does fall off uh, with an RF solution. But what we need to look at is what does that distance provide? And it provides uh, significant convenience to the consumer, to the application. Um, with PowerCast, we've been primarily focused uh, up until the beginning of this year on commercial industrial applications. And the example I always like to give is if we're powering a wireless sensor using a, a three-watt transmitter and the sensor only needs microwatts of energy, if you look at the, the, the throughput efficiency of that, um, it's extremely low, but if you look at it on a macro level, if that sensor is driving, say, an HVAC system that's using kilowatts of energy, then the fact that you're using, a, say, a watt of energy there across that link to power that sensor to, to control kilowatts of energy, if you look at it on a macro level, then it's extremely efficient because um, I'm allowing that, uh, that system to exist and that control to exist, which allows you to save energy. Um, so it really depends on the application, how you look at it. But uh, on the consumer side, it's more about convenience. And if you look at um, what, that, what that value is to the consumer, um, you really look at what does it cost to run the transmitter. And if you look at that, if our transmer, transmitter were to run 24-7 uh, uh, for uh, an entire year, it would cost about a dollar uh, on your electricity bill. So you get great convenience okay. for just a little bit of cost. Okay. Well, let's, um, let's dive into PowerCast's um, specific solution now. We've mentioned it a couple times already. Um, but what, what would you consider the main impetus of the uh, PowerSpot wireless charger? Is it, like you said, um, distance? Is, is it aiming to solve the, those sorts of, of issues? Um, is there any um, greater aspirations of it, something like that? 
Sure. So the the power spots actually. Um, its predecessor was the power caster transmitter, which was our industrial and commercial transmitter. And um, that transmitter has been out since, has had FCC approval since 2010. Um, but uh, what led us to move towards the consumer market, for, for me it was Apple eliminating the headphone jack, uh, which meant now there's more devices that need to be plugged in around my cell phone. Um, so pe people... Uh, have enough challenge just charging their cell phone. Now I have, um, I, I've got the my, my earbuds and and other uh, smart fitness trackers and things that all these devices are needing to be plugged in, and it's um, it, it's a it's a burden to the consumer. So for me, that's what really said, okay, it's it's time for Powercast as a company to start looking at the consumer market because there's more and more of these personal area network devices uh, that are coming into the market. And uh, we took our, our power caster transmitter and uh, started to develop our power spot transmitter, which is focused more on the consumer market. And it's, uh, it's about a quarter the size uh, of our older power caster transmitter um, and uh, looking at uh, a lower cost solution too, knowing that the in the consumer market where uh, the consumer doesn't put a cost on their own uh, labor to change batteries. Um, the, uh, where in industrial and commercial markets, you have to pay someone to do that maintenance. Um, the solution needs to be uh, more economical uh, to be adopted in the consumer market. Mm -hmm. And, um, and for, for our listeners, can you um, give some of the, the main specs for the PowerSpot charger? Sure, sure. So the um, the PowerSpot transmitter is based on our, our patented wireless power technology, and it's it's really targeting things that I'd mentioned earlier, like uh, smart bands and fitness trackers, uh, game controllers, keyboards, and mice. And it's it's creates what we call a power spot, and that's an area where you can set your devices down. Uh, when you get home, when you go home at night, you set your devices down, you leave them there overnight, and when you get up in the morning, they're, they're fully charged and you're, and you're ready to go. In terms of the amount of power you can get from our FCC-approved transmitter today, you can get up to hundreds of milliwatts of recharging power uh, to the device. Um, and the example I like to give is a game controller. So we've had a lot of interest since CES in recharging of game controllers. And uh, if you were to play several hours a day and at the end of your gaming session set, a, set the controller down within one to two feet of one of our uh, new power spot transmitters, you'd never have to plug it in again. Uh, and the, um, the concept mm -hmm. is there. You have it either on your TV stand or it's on a coffee table. And when you're done gaming, you just set your controller down and, and you walk away. And um, the, uh, the controller uh, interacts with the, the power spot uh, to activate it and deactivate it based on state of charge. Right. Now, I know you've been, I know you've been dealing with these guys since 2010, but um, what was the FCC approval process like um, for the consumer version of um, you know, PowerSpot's technology? Well, we're still in the process for the PowerSpot of, of going through the FCC approval process. Um, in terms of just general speaking about the FCC, there's always design challenges with, uh, with a transmitter, an intentional, uh, intentional transmitter. You have to make sure that your, your fundamental emissions meet 
the power levels, the, the bandwidths, um, and you also need to worry about spurs and other types of unintentional um, um, uh, emissions that come off of your product and uh, make sure that you you can uh, knock down those spurs to pass the process. Um, obviously, we're very familiar with that. We do about 10 to 20 certifications per year um, on either transmitters or on uh, other wirelessly communicating products. So it's just a matter of knowing, uh, knowing the design process, uh, knowing what you need to do, and then uh, uh, meeting the applicable FCC rules. Um, so for our, our power caster transmitter, which has been through the entire process from start to finish, uh, it took us about nine months from when we spec'd out the transmitter uh, till we had uh, had the product fully certified, and that includes uh, doing the design work and, and uh, manufacturing the samples to do uh, do the testing. Right now, do you foresee um, many of the top manufacturers signing on and placing embedded power harvesters in their devices? Um, have you already got some interest of that sort? You, you know, you don't have to name names, but um, have you piqued the interest of any of the leading mobile companies? Absolutely. We've, uh, like I said, we were at CES uh, at the beginning of this year making a push into the, the consumer electronics market. And since CES, we've already signed uh, two deals, two major deals. Um, and I, like, like you said, I can't really give you names or deal specifics, but they're both household names. And uh, we, we have two more that uh, we're in talks with right now and hoping to have those, uh, those signed on here in the next couple months. Right. Now, um, for our last question, I'm, I'm going to ask you to uh, uh, tap into your, your um, amazing Kreskin. What do you foresee for the future of wireless charging, and do you have any kind of date for the, uh, the power spot yet? So in terms of the, the future of wireless charging, I think uh, I have the same, same vision as most consumers where I don't need to plug my devices in anymore and I can get a, this concept of, of transparent charging where uh, my devices are just automatically charging when I, when I get in range of, uh, of, a, of a power transmitter. Um, and and that, is, that is coming. That's the, uh, that is the goal of PowerSpot is to be able to uh, generate either on your desktop, your countertop at home, um, an area where you can bring your devices, put them down, and this could be many feet away from one of our transmitters uh, to give you power over distance to allow those devices uh, to recharge. Uh, I think uh, as a consumer, uh, I have habits of w what I do with my devices, the places I put them when I get home and the things I do with them. And um, having a power spot inserted into that process uh, would be great because it would eliminate the cords that are on my countertop and allow me just to set those devices down like I do now, but instead of plugging them in, uh, they just automatically are charging. And instead of needing to unplug them, if, if, um, if I want to use them, I can just grab them and go. It, make, it makes it much easier and I don't need to clutter my countertop with a, a charging pad or, or some other device that uh, I need to set devices on. So it just really gives you that uh, freedom of placement and elimination of, of cords and connectors. Um, and uh, in terms of timing, uh, right now we're, we're in the, the final processes of getting uh, our PowerSpot transmitter approved, and we're expecting that uh, before we go back to CES again here at the beginning of 2018. Oh, very cool. Okay, well, um, I, I really appreciate you joining us today, Dr. Green. 
And um, to our listeners, thanks for tuning in.